welcome to this week's episode of Moat 9. That's M-O-A-T, the number 9. I don't know if you've had a long week or about to have a long week, just finishing up a long week, in the middle of a long week, whatever the case may be. The show's finding here. Let's get into it real quick. Shout out to my boy over at Taco Avocat here in El Paso. Also my boy at Coffee Box here in El Paso. Not official sponsors, but they have each contributed in their own way to the show. Thank you guys very much. And for the intro music that I have now been starting to use, this one is called Phrase Print by Josh Pan on YouTube. Check them out. Let's get into the episode, but real quick, you're probably wondering, I want to start my own podcast. How do I do that? Well, funny you should ask. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Moat 9. That's M-O-A-T, the number 9. This is episode 29. A quick update, guys. I am at 474 listens overall for my podcast. I want to get super excited for 500, but at the same time, I'm realistic. A lot of those are trader plays. Um, So, but still... I, 500 is a it's a nice benchmark for me. I think it's a good milestone to, you know, to shoot for. Hopefully one day 500 plays will be per episode, not a cumulative over 29. But um, if it's not, you know, as long. My, okay, real quick story. I was fortunate enough that I started following Gary V and some other, like, motivational speaker type guys on Instagram and TikTok and I think maybe even Facebook but um like Gary V, David Goggins, Dan Pena um <clears throat> and Gary V is constantly saying of of how like when you do stuff like this that's producing content online don't pay attention to how many views you have and the comments and stuff like that your your focus should be on putting out the best quality content that you can and don't focus on the comments and how many views you have just keep pushing if you can don't even look just keep going and it'll work itself out eventually so that's been my goal unfortunately I do look but I don't focus on it I'm not obsessed with it and I kind of had that mentality a little bit to begin with but thanks to him hearing that fairly constantly over the past like maybe two years before starting this podcast I think it's helped um but it's still a benchmark like I it's still a goal but I'm not obsessed with it so thanks to him shout out to Mr. Gary V appreciate it um so anyway for this week's episode um (laughs) I always say that it's going to be nice and short but realistically it hardly ever is like I could probably do this episode, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, eight little posts that I saved from Instagram, and WandaVision is the 30-minute show. I should be able to knock this out in five, maybe ten minutes, but that never happens. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry that I'm not sorry, like I always say, because it is what it is. You should know by now. This is, it's me ranting. So the thing is, that what I can't decide is, should I start with the Instagram stuff first, or should I do WandaVision first. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get WandaVision out of the way because of the stuff that I have on my 
um, Instagram feed. There's one that's going to take a while, I'm sure. I, I'm doing another Filmpedia best of, and I think that's going to end up taking a while. So let's get, I'm going to close this real quick so I'm not looking at it. Uh, let's get WandaVision. And I say out of the way, but that's so disrespectful because I'm, I'm so in love with WandaVision right now. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Um, it is Tuesday. So if you haven't seen this past Friday's episode, spoiler alert, you're bad. Um, not like you are bad, but this is your bad. Um, let's see, where to begin? I'm loving the show so far. It's it it is very much I had I had this thought almost a feeling that after Endgame after the Thanos saga that Marvel would just I don't want to say die off like I don't believe that I didn't believe that they were going to just completely fall off but that they it was going to be like okay they hit their peak and now they're just going to put in cruise control and ride this out uh, for as long as they can cuz I mean the comic books have almost endless amounts of content that they could put into movies but um i i get the feeling sometimes that studios writers directors they kind of i don't say blow their wad but they 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 reach a point to where they've done their best and everything after that just you know it they they get complacent maybe a little bit um i could make that argument for Tim Burton for, and I'll, it'll probably be all the ones that I hate, but um, even George Lucas, like even George Lucas, I think he hit his peak as far as true innovation and creativity and, and you know, thanks to him, we still have the Star Wars universe, but there there's, comes a point where you can't keep producing great new stuff at the highest level forever. I haven't seen it. You can make that argument about the greatest directors, the greatest writers, anybody that's, excuse me, been long around long enough. My kids are gonna come in and watch. You can hear it. Watch. <laughs> There's gonna be some background noise, guys. Sorry. Um, you're gonna. Hi. Can I help you? Um. I'm I'm gonna try to drown that out. As a matter of fact, hold on. I'm gonna pause so I can try to drown that background music or background noise out. And through the magic of editing, we're back. Um. I, anyway, th- there seems to be a point where they can hit cruise control and write it out. And that's what I was gonna say. Anybody that's been around long enough. Or that it has even started back. Like, let's. I'm going to take Stephen King as as an example. If you've gone back and read his stuff from when he first started, and have been following him and read most of his stuff, you you see that there comes a point that um he 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 like started officer and then it just got so good and then it kind of fell off a little bit and then like I said hit cruise control and started coasting from there. Um, there's going to be people that will argue that, and they're not wrong necessarily that, oh, well, you know, the the one that he did just recently, that's better than most of the stuff that he's, the Dr. Sleep is better than, okay, the, to you it is, but if you take his overall work and you take his overall fans and take a general consistent cons, consensus, sorry, um, 
I'm sure you'll find that there is a, a slight period where people will, for the most part, on the average, agree that he had a, a peak and then has been coasting ever since. Like I said, there'll be exceptions to that rule, I'm pretty sure. Um, so anyway, I, I had that feeling with Marvel that Endgame was that for them. They hit their peak, but WandaVision has made me super excited for Phase 4. I, I think that the way that they brought in Quicksilver, the, I thought that was so awesome. Super excited. They're giving background. They're, they found a way to make the show episodal. I don't know if that's even a word. But yet still broad enough to where it fits into what's happened and what's coming. Um, if this is a just a piece of what's to come, like this is the way that Iron Man... Uh, the first Iron Man was an introduction to the Marvel Universe, like saying, okay, we know what's happened. You know, we know what move, superhero movies have been done before. We're doing a little thing, you know, a little different and giving you hints of what's to come. And WandaVision is doing just as good a job with that, that as Iron Man did. And it's really funny that Vision was Jarvis and Jarvis of course is in Iron Man 1 so hey Vision is probably the the biggest connector to the entire universe um but the episode itself um oh, just Vision coming into the realization of what's going on uh pushing back a little bit and Wanda losing a little bit more control over the whole situation it, it's getting interesting and and I'm excited to see where it ends up, but at the same time, I don't want it to end. But at the same time, I do because the, the end of one division means the beginning of Winter Soldier and the Falcon. It's it's gonna it's good, man. It, it makes me look forward to all the other shows that are coming out and see what movies they have. I don't know if I'm as excited for Black Widow anymore. Not now that all this other stuff is going. I'm really excited to see how they tie everything together and how they start introducing more characters and stuff from the X-Men universe. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Um, so that's that's that. All right, let's try to move on here so that I don't eat up too much every time. Um, let's get this one out of the way just because, I, I, I like I've said before, I I get very political on my, face, my personal Facebook page, um, which... It suckers me into it, man. I, I, in my everyday life, I don't get that political. Like, I talk a lot about politics with uh, Lucinda, my fiance. But other than that, I try not to get into it. it. I get sucked into it, and Facebook really, really sucks me into it. And honestly, I don't even think I like that version of me. I need to stop. But I definitely try not to do it on this show. I don't want to get into it. I don't want to bring that into this this is supposed to be my sanctuary, movies, TV shows, geek stuff, to get away from all the real life. Yes, I understand we need to still deal with it and find whatever, but I don't want to bring it in here. I don't. And when they bring politics into my entertainment world, it really annoys me. But it's news. It's definitely geek stuff. So we're going to touch on it real quick. Hey, hey, hey. Wake up. Um... <laughs> and I laugh because it's just to me it's it's getting ridiculous. But the whole situation with uh, Gina Carano and her um, 
and I will admit a very stupid comment um, about the Holocaust. Not about the Holocaust, but comparing the Holocaust to being conservative in America in 2021. So such a stupid comparison. Um, but she's gotten canceled, or they're trying to cancel her because of it. She, they're not really succeeding, but um, they're they're trying to phase her out, man. They're they're even Disney's even talking about um, should they even continue the character now that she's gone? And um, <laughs> this I I had to save this one. This is from Geek and Great News. That's G E E K N Great News. Um, that Hasbro will no longer produce any action figures of Cara Dune. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's, it's just, oh my God. It, it, like I said, granted, what she said was really stupid. What she wrote, whatever, was really, really stupid. Any Holocaust comparison is stupid. I can't, I personally can't think of anything that's as bad as the Holocaust where you can genuinely compare it side by side. So to make any comparison is just stupid. And to be fair, uh, the other side has been doing the same thing with the with the, the camps that they have down here at the border, where they're holding um, illegal immigrants. They made this. They made a similar comparison, saying that it's just like the concentration camps. I'm sorry, but any any Holocaust comparison is stupid on both sides. And the fact that they're choosing to cancel her for it, just I don't understand it. But whatever. Um, I just thought this was funny. Like Hasbro has gone to as far as to they're not no longer going to produce action figures. Look, at the end of the day, in my opinion, uh, Disney, Hasbro, all these people, they're not doing it because they genuinely believe that, oh, my God, that's wrong. We're taking a stand. Bullshit. They're, they're, it's all about the money. They, they don't want to have the company canceled, so they're going to cancel. She's a fall guy. And I don't care that she's conservative. I don't care if it was a, a Democrat, a liberal, a Republican, conservative, whatever it is. If it were happening to the other side, I would say the same thing. They're a fall guy. These companies do genuinely do not care. Um, they do not care. They, they truly don't. Disney itself, uh, Disney himself was supposedly an anti-Semite. So... The, the company wasn't canceled because of it. It just, okay, like I said, I'm, I'm starting to get into this rant. Anyway, I thought that was funny. Hasbro's doing that. That's funny. Let's move on. Um, for those following the Spider, uh, let's, stay, let's stick with Star Wars. Uh, Ryan Johnson reveals that his Star Wars trilogy is still in the works. Ryan Johnson, poor guy, has been touted as the hero and also the villain he people say that he's ruined star wars people say oh he continued george lucas's vision uh, the whole thing with um having one director and then another and then another, that that's what caused that weird story arc in between seven eight and nine he's unfortunately part of it he's supposed to get a trilogy after this it's it just it's so convoluted, um, but a lot of people, I think for the most part, most people are excited that Ryan Johnson is getting his hands on a trilogy and that he'll stick to it instead of doing one and here and there. So for my Star Wars fans, that should be some good news, or for the most part, for those of you that hate him, maybe not. 
Um, let's move on to some Marvel stuff. Tom Holland, uh, this is from, sorry, the other one was from The Geek, T-H-E-E-G-E-E-E-K, The Geek, and each word has an extra E. It's the best way I can describe it. That was for the Ryan Johnson story. This one is from updates.in.cinema. Tom Holland debunks Maguire and Garfield casting rumors. Quote, no, no, they will not be appearing in this film unless they have hidden the most massive piece of information from me, which I think is too big of a secret for them to keep from me. But as of yet, no, it'll be con a continuation of the Spider-Man movies that we've been making. End quote. Um, so, I don't know. I I've been saying this from pretty far back, pretty early on. Um, what they're doing with... Uh, Jesus Christ, now the dog even came in. What they've been doing with um, Spider-Man and Flashpoint especially, they've been... I think it's a lot of disinformation. I think they realize how much of their um, stuff gets leaked online. It's become a thing. And so I think, the, I think they purposefully put out disinformation so that the real thing gets... It's still a surprise when it hits. Honestly, there's been times where I've wanted to stop following some of these these accounts because they're talking about things so far in advance and like the Quicksilver thing. That when if I had seen that without knowing that that was going to happen, I would have been just I would have lost my mind as it is. I it blew my mind, but if I didn't know at all, I would have just lost my mind, but I didn't know because I follow a lot of these accounts and a couple of them had already said that he was already rumored to be in the show. So when another post came out that, oh, there's going to be a surprise. What do you think it's going to be? I'm like, I know it's gonna, what it's going to be. It's gonna, they're, they're doing Quicksilver. Like, it's not that big news anymore to me. But to other people, they're like, oh, my God. Did you say? I'm like, yeah, I knew about it already. So I've been wanting to unfollow, but I can't help it. I love this stuff. Anyway, so that's Tom Holland debunking that. Maybe it's him putting out disinformation. Who knows? I don't. I honestly think that it's not going to happen. This is why. They already did Into the Spider-Verse. It's silly to me that they would do Into the Spider-Verse and then um, have all these different people coming together from the old spider Like It's almost like they're doing a live action Into the Spider-Verse, and I think it's too soon. Into the Spider-Verse was amazing. Leave it alone. I don't think that you need to do a live action ever, much less this soon. I don't think it's going to happen, but we'll see. Moving on. Um, real quick, for those, um, for you Geiger fans, you Japan, like the, the big robots, the big mech armors or whatever, um, Pacific Rim is getting an animated anime series called The Black. Uh, apparently, it starts on March 4th on Netflix. This is coming from Rotten Tomatoes themselves, so check that out, guys. Uh, let's see. Where do we go from there? I'm going to definitely leave that for last. This one I thought was really interesting from, again, Geek and Great News. Elijah Wood thinks Amazon's upcoming Lord of the Ring TV show is, quote-unquote, bizarre. And his actual quote is, I find it very bizarre that they're calling it Lord of the Rings as a shorthand because it's not Lord of the Rings. It takes place in the second age of Middle Earth. 
I did not know that. That makes it very interesting because I actually had that thought like, why are they doing a TV show? I can kind of see it. I know that um, there's a lot of stuff, even though Lord of the Rings, the movies, Peter Jackson supposedly stuck pretty close to the original um, content for Lord of the Rings. But I know a lot of fans that were just like, yeah, he did really good, but there's still a lot that he left out and that would have been cool to see on film. But, bro, that that would just make it... For movies, I think that's very difficult. And um, the fact that they're doing a TV show or that they were doing a TV show where everybody assumed that it was just the regular Lord of the Rings. At first, I was like, yeah, it's you know maybe too soon. But then I'm like, no, you know what? It'll be interesting because if they can do it as a series, like if they have as long as um, Game of Thrones did, bro, that could be... That they could tell every part of the story that's in, and it would work, um, I think. And that's why I've enjoyed miniseries for a long time. I remember I was a kid, and I looked forward to seeing miniseries when they announced, like, um, it wasn't it. It was just, like, a two-parter, if I'm not mistaken. or I think maybe it was a miniseries. But um, when they would announce miniseries, I would, I'd be excited because I'm like, it's more than a movie. You get to see more story. And I've since I was a kid, I said that they should do that more instead of just straight up movies. Like movies, you can do a simple one, one-off one story. But when it's a, like an epic tale, do it as a miniseries. And that's what we've seen with like Breaking Bad and Dexter and all these other shows. It's a, a big story that they're telling in pieces. So um, I don't know. We'll see. Apparently, Lord of the Rings is not Lord of the Rings. The TV show, anyway. It's... Um, it's a different a different part of the story, so that'll be cool to see. Uh, this other one from TV Movie Land, all one word. Uh, this is referring to um, Ayers. I forget his first name. David, I think, Ayer? No, sorry, James Gunn. Sorry. Uh, I, talking about the second, the Suicide Squad. Uh, somebody asked, how much of this movie will be what you want it to be? Warner Brothers has a knack for editing a movie into shit. This is somebody asking James Gunn on Twitter directly. And James Gunn himself responded, hashtag the Suicide Squad is fully finished and cut and I made every single choice and they never once even slightly interfered. They gave very few notes. They were usually good and minor, and I took them if I wanted to and didn't if I didn't want to. Warner's was creatively amazing. So for apparently studio involvement in decision-making has been a big deal as of late. It's always been a thing, but now that fans are catching up with the ins and outs of movie production... Um, they're starting to have a much more, a much louder voice in saying, no, this, you know, we don't like that. We don't like this. We should have that. You should have this. And uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League is a perfect example. That's the culmination of of all these years of them, of fans not really knowing, not really paying attention, hearing about it here and there and saying, oh, they should have that. They should have this, but uh, whatever. And then getting to a fever point where they're like, no, we they, we don't like that. You should have done this. Like, we're we're upset. Um, and the Lynch, like a lot of people might say that Zack Snyder's Justice League is the one that set all this off, set it into motion where the fans now have a major say in how movies are done. But that's not true because 
to me, the one that truly did it was Sonic. They released the the preview for Sonic and they released the pictures of Sonic and the fans just lost their shit. And because of that, they actually went back and redid Sonic to look more like the the video game. So that to me is the actual linchpin. That's the one that should get the credit. And everything that's happened since is is going to be because of that. And I think it's going to be a bigger thing from here on out. I think it's going to be a major thing. Um, Ayer with the original Suicide Squad is talking about trying to get his cut released because they apparently they they totally ruined Suicide Squad because of uh, studio involvement. So we'll see how that pans out. But that's that's James Gunn saying that this suicide squad that's coming up is all him so that also puts a lot of pressure on him though because now he doesn't have the scapegoat of saying oh well the studio said to change it so i changed it that's not what i wanted if it fails bro it's all on you so that's brave i admire that um second to last one because we're running pretty far Uh, i'm trying to make this short the trade the actual trailer the official full-on trailer for Zack snyder's justice league is finally out you're going to, of course, see a lot of stuff that you've already seen because you saw Justice League, but there's a lot of stuff that's brand new, man, and it's, oof, I don't even know what I'm more excited for. I'm going to kind of give you a little bit of, you should know a lot of this stuff by now, but without ruining the actual trailer, um, it's a mix of stuff, like I said, that you've already seen and new stuff, but what I'm excited for is they show a full-on um view picture of dark side awesome they show superman in his black suit going almost evil man i I wonder what they're going to do with that and then at the very end you get a live action shot and voiceover of jared leto as the joker if you haven't already guys go check that out it oh i can't tell you how excited i am for this i don't care that it's four hours i don't care that it's a director's cut i'm gonna totally watch it i watched the original justice league i watched the extended version i'm gonna watch this i'm excited for it that trailer is sick go check it out this is at movie underscore gate on instagram i'm sure you can find it on youtube and finally i'll try to keep this short but it never really pans out the best 2007 movies on filmpedia this one is crazy because I'm going to rattle off these. I'll tell you where it's at right now and what I think is going to happen. I'm going to try to keep this short. There Will Be Blood, Michael Clayton, Sweeney Todd, I'm Not Here, Ratatouille, Atonement, Superbad, Assassination of Jesse James, American Gangster, Eastern Promises, Into the Wild, Zodiac, Juno, La Vie en Rose, Gone Baby Gone, and no country for old men um okay well let me tell you what what happened thus far there will be blood beat out michael clayton sweeney todd beat out i'm not there um what what is that i can't i need to zoom in ratatouille beat atonement i don't know how that happened super bad beat assassination of jesse james which is stupid i hate super bad um, American Gangster beat out Eastern Promises, which I'm a little surprised. Um, Zodiac beat out Into the Wild, not surprised there. Juno beat out La Vie and Rose, not surprised there. 
and No Country for Old Men, Beat Out, Gone Baby, Gone. That was a tough one, man. I I really wish they would put these in brackets better because I don't think Gone Baby Gone should have gone up against No Country for Old Men as quickly because right now No Country for Old Men is up against Juno. If Gone Baby Gone had gone up against Juno, Gone Baby Gone, in my opinion, would have won, even though Juno is really good. I think Gone Baby Gone would have won, but now because Gone Baby Gone is taken out by No Country for Old Men, it, we ha- it, it, I don't know. I think they could put make, put these out better. But um, anyway, so now we have There Will Be Blood versus Sweeney Todd. I'm pretty sure There Will Be Blood will win that one, even though I like Sweeney Todd. I think There Will Be Blood is a lot better. Ratatouille is beating out Superbad. Thank God, because I, I can't stand Superbad. I, I think it's super, super overrated. American Gangster, I believe, is leading... Zodiac? No, no, no. Zodiac is actually beating American Gangster, which I'm surprised. I love, love, love Fincher. But for some reason, I can't sit through Zodiac. I don't know what it is. Um, But it's beating out American Gangster. And so far, No Country for Old Men is beating out Juno. The way that I think it's going to pan out is the next bracket is going to be apparently There Will Be Blood versus Ratatouille. And that's a no-brainer. Zodiac versus No Country for Old Men. That, I want to say, is a no-brainer. So in the final, I'm pretty sure it's going to be There Will Be Blood versus No Country for Old Men. And I am here to tell you, I'm even turning off my phone and setting it down. I am here to tell you that There Will Be Blood versus No Country for Old Men is one of the most difficult matchups I think you could ever put in front of me. I absolutely love both movies. (sighs) I don't know, man. I might even have to take a pause to think about this and then come back and tell you my final thoughts because I'm going to sit here for a while. No Country for Old Men versus There Will Be Blood. I could see how a lot of people would say that they're both dragged out. It, it is Those two movies are very much dialogue-driven, story-driven even though No Country for Old Men has some some shooting and stuff like that, it's not really an action movie. Um, man, how how do you how do you not pick Daniel Day Lewis in anything? Anything he's in should probably be movie of the year for that year. Imagine he put out two movies in one year. He probably has, but all the movie geeks are like, he did stupid. Um, I don't know if he did or not, but. Oh, Javier Bardem. Um, I actually remember reading an article not too long ago where they took all the psychopaths, not all of them, but they took like a bunch of psychopaths in movies. And the general consensus for from actual therapists and psychologists was that um, Anton Chigur was the closest to an actual psychopath that's ever been portrayed on film. And that's from No Country for Old Men. Um, oh my God, if I had to choose, I, this is going to be a wash, which, okay, real quick, which one do I think will win? I, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm willing to bet. I'm willing to bet if anybody wants to write in or contact me somehow real quick. Um, I will take a bet that no country for old men will beat there will be blood. 
For me personally, which one would I rather? Gun to my head. I have to watch one movie. and That's so fucking extreme. Sorry. Gun to my head. I have to pick one movie to watch. It's it's definitely going to depend on my mood at the time. But for the most part, if I had to pick one over the other, I'm going to probably say there will be, as far as best movie of 2007, I'm going to go with There Will Be Blood. In my opinion, There Will Be Blood was the better movie. And that's so hard to stick with but yeah i want to say there will be blood was the better of the two movies and that's that's not like 80 20 better that's like 51 49 but that's like 50.1 to 49.9 better um i i really wish it could be a tie i mean it could be technically but i'm not gonna leave it as a tie i'm gonna took a stand and say there will be blood was the better movie and the only reason i'll say that is this um no country for old men even though it's very chatty um story driven it keeps you interested it had enough action and suspense um to keep you to keep you interested like to shut off your brain at least a little bit and just put it in cruise control that's the theme apparently for this episode is cruise control um for when it it kind of lulls there will be blood was an exercise in movie watching when it's not a lot of action like that's just pure simple um pay attention listen to what's going on no action just good story writing good storytelling good dialogue um that's why i'm gonna say it's the better movie it it it's it, it to me, it's harder to make a movie like that where you keep people interested without the super suspense and action and stuff like that. Um, for that reason, I'm going to say There Will Be Blood was the better movie of 2007. So that's the show, guys. Thank you guys for sticking around. I'm going to edit this, but it's still pushing like 40 minutes. Uh, thank you for sticking around and listening. Um, if it's a problem, guys, let me know if you'd rather have this. I mean, you could listen and then pause and then listen later on. But if uh, doing it in one sitting is just becoming strenuous, let me know. I'll try to plan this out better. And because I, I shoot from the hip, I open up my laptop, start recording, check out my Instagram, and I just start talking. I don't, I don't script this out at all. So you could probably tell because it sucks. But anyway, thank you guys for listening. As always, be good to each other. Love you guys. Hey, kid. Ellie, you gonna make you gonna make breakfast for me? You wanna say hi? Hi. Love you guys. I hope it still continues. Okay, it does. Okay, so then we can cut this. No, let's. Thank you guys for taking the time to listen to the podcast. If you have any thoughts, comments, suggestions, or questions, uh, you can reach me at moat9, that's M-O-A-T-N-I-N-E at gmail.com. Um, also go to linktree, that's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash moat, the number nine, where you can find the links to all my social media accounts, um, Instagram, Twitter, etc., as well as uh, the other 
podcast platforms like uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast Breaker, etc., whatever. Um, I would greatly appreciate it if you could hit that subscribe button on whichever platform you are listening on. And as always, thank you for listening. Please be good to each other. Love you guys. Mm-hmm.